All You Need to Know is brought to you by no one. No one at all. Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and Isaac Bayer. Of all the cold opens we've, we've ever had, I think of all the recorded cold opens, probably in grand total, say 40 hours of cold open. I think an additional 30 hours of cold open has been wasted to the uh, not recorded. Yeah, I think we've done a total of 70 hours of cold open and only 40 of those hours have been. In defense of not pressing the record button, a lot of the time that you're talking about, uh, longing for maybe, is you just trash talking the fact that DJ's not here. Uh, and well, you know that's that's not that's not super necessary, but only uh, a little bit. On that note, how's everybody doing? My name is Quinn Eaton, no DJ Pig with me today instead, and honestly, on a run uh, here at All You Need to Know, Isaac Bayer. Isaac, thanks again for filling in uh, and joining the All You Need to Know podcast. Hey, before we get started, how about a round of applause for us, just real quick? Just all you need to know. Big up, say one two K. Look at us. We're just pounding through these episodes, uh, and it's the holiday season. And as of late, we've we've touched on a couple of holiday themes, and this is another one of those that I think people, for the most part, will be excited uh, to hear about. You particularly aren't super excited uh, to maybe talk about this, but what's new? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many times I've said, "Hey, here's a topic idea," and you've said, "That's a great idea. Let's run with it." How many times do you think has that actually happened? This is a we're almost I mean, three episodes in. Yeah. Realistically, of all of the topics that you've pitched, just you know, from neutral, I would say like maybe five percent. Five percent is a pretty conservative estimate. But usually when we go with a topic that you pick, it's it's like you'll pit you'll lowball me with the original topic. I'm like, that's crazy to talk about that. And then you're working your way up. So like you'll pitch me a five percenter and then you will land with like a 30 percenter because that's just I way think, better than a five percenter. I think people do that more often than you would think, right? That maybe like a good negotiating. Tactic. Yeah. Maybe you go to a car uh, dealership and and you know that you're in you have one car in mind. And so the dealer shows you a very crappy car or shows you vice versa, a very expensive car. And the one that you want is kind of in the middle. So that way, whenever they show you the car that you kind of were interested in, that you go, oh, okay, this is more affordable or this is a lot nicer. I'm going to go with this one. That's what you're kind of uh, accusing me of doing, that's, right? With Yeah, that's, these that podcasts. is what you tend to do. But you know what? I feel like I come from the opposite. I feel like whenever I drop a topic, I'm always dropping it hot. You know what I'm saying? I'm always, I'm always laying it out there with all I've got the first time. Yeah, and this is one that I think we came to an agreement on. Uh, maybe let's challenge, not put on airs here. A challenge that's not agreement. at all. <laughs> okay, uh, sure. but it's better than I think some of the initial topics that we were we were discussing, and it's it's topical, right? It's the time of the year uh, where this episode will release on December thirteenth, and it's simply the time of the year where this character or things of this nature are being discussed. They're being celebrated, right? And so I don't want to delay us getting into this episode. I want to get right into it. I want to dive right into it. So 
Let's end the intro. Let's get into today's topic. This is episode 293. Today, we're talking about the Grinch. I have a blanket in the house. Uh-huh. It's green and it's fuzzy. It's a, it's one of those snuggies. It's like a plush snuggie and it's green. And Esther it, calls it the grit. She calls it the Grinch because it's it, it's like the Grinch's skin. Like we flayed yeah. him. Is it the like legitimate snuggie or is it one of those off-brand great value snuggies that oh, you it, see? It's it's Snuggy Prime. Back when they hit the scene and they were big, it's from that era. It's, it's old school. Is it supposed to be Grinch themed or is it just no, it just so happens to look like the it's Grinch? It's green and fuzzy. Okay. So, you know, it's kind of taken on that mantle. Well, you definitely, Naturally. definitely, I would imagine, I haven't ever seen this, this clothing item, or I don't know if it's kind of, is a Snuggie considered a clothing item? I don't know. Never seen this mm-hmm. in person, never seen this with my own eyes, but I would easily assume and believe that you probably do look a lot like the Grinch whenever you wear it. And let's get into the character of the Grinch while you're talking about maybe looking like him, right? Who the hell stole Christmas? Right. I, I couldn't have asked that question any better, but... Uh, I want to first kind of dive into the character of the Grinch. Now, everyone has seen uh, the different programs and movies and TV shows around the character. And people have probably read the book that everything's based off of. But whenever you think of the character of the Grinch, uh, what do you think? What are some of those characteristics that you feel like would describe uh, the Grinch? Oh, man. Well, you know, it's really all in in perspective, because depending on the Grinch you grew up on, depending on the Grinch you appreciate the most, you probably have a different view of the Grinch. For me, you know, I never really thought too much. He's just a bit sinister. He's a bit devious, Mm -hmm. but he, I would say, mostly harmless. Mostly. Yeah, to a reasonable extent. You know, it's funny because I was just sitting here thinking, it seems like every good Christmas story either has someone that just loves Christmas and couldn't love it anymore, or someone that hates Christmas and is slowly turned on to the idea of Christmas as the story goes on. Because, of course, we're I'm thinking Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge, and then, of course, I'm thinking the Grinch. This is a guy who lives Maybe at the top. Dad. Yes. And this is the this is a guy that lives at the top of the mountain. He doesn't talk to a lot of people, not super social, uh, and he he hates Christmas. He really does. And of course, anytime you watch any of the shows or the movies, you find out usually uh, why that that reasoning uh, for him not or, or I guess disliking Christmas is revealed. Uh, but I think that the Grinch is is more and more relatable as I get older. Is that fair to say? Oh, well, be very careful, I would say. I would say that, you know, to be very careful what you tread saying something like that. I mean, in what regard? Well, the Grinch has his own. Harry, Harry regard? Uh, for some, maybe they're getting hairier as they're getting older. Sure. But I was thinking he's got prime real estate on a mountain. I would love to live on top of a mountain and just have views of, you know, the, the surrounding area from a high elevation. I have, as I've grown older, loved that idea um he's not very social so he kind of stays to himself he gets bothered very easily by other people it's those kinds of things that i'm drawing uh comparisons to if that's fair i know you said to be careful i don't feel like that's a stretch to say some of those things i can yeah i can see that 
but you, know, you start talking about the hating of Christmas and people no, might say, well, no, 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 definitely not. Uh, and that's what I want to get into because just a second ago, you very viciously asked who the hell stole Christmas, I believe is what you asked. Right. And that's a great question. And that's kind of the idea, uh, the, the, the focus of the Grinch's character is any story that is affiliated with him uh, is him stealing Christmas. Uh, and I, I do want to first ask the question, is there any defense for the Grinch's actions to be anti-Christmas, to try to ruin other people's Christmases? Oh, geez. You know, you really put me on the, on the spot here, asking a question like that. Defensible? It's hard to say. You know, I can understand the uh, holiday fatigue, so to speak. Um, but, you know, in a court of law, heat of the moment might be a legal defense. Um, but a premeditated plan and coordinated uh -huh. attack from out of town on a large scale you know your chances in the in the courts are not looking right. good. It, it's domestic terrorism, is what you were about to say, right? Were you about to say that? It's. I thought. Um, I thought well, maybe I had, I had seen it on your face. Uh, that's how, that's the as far as you were going to take it. Uh, I don't know if there's much defense to the actions because anybody that dislikes Christmas, uh, you know what the hell's wrong with you, right? Christmas is a great time of the year. This holiday season, usually holly and jolly, right? And the Grinch is opposite yeah, of that. Yeah, the Grinch is always bringing the mood down. If he sees other people enjoying things, he tries to bring them down with him. He he has a hatred for Christmas, at least in the first, what, two-thirds or maybe even more uh, of whatever program you're watching him in. Uh, but I don't think there's any defense of his uh, for his actions. That's actually something that I'd be interested in. Uh, maybe a, a sequel to... How the Grinch stole Christmas is how the Grinch uh, was arrested and sent to prison for wow. uh, a maximum sentence. And I would. Do you be think that the? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It would I just be. The... It would just be very a very uh, serious political thriller about mm -hmm. the Grinch and the trial that eventually uh, has him end up behind bars for a long period of time for his actions. Uh -huh. Do you think that? When the Grinch finally gets the cuss on him, do you think he's waving his right to a jury? Do you think he'd rather just go before the judge, or do you think he's taking his chances with a jury of his peers? I think he wants to take his chances, considering that he does have a change of heart, uh, and literally, because his heart does grow three times uh, the size of his regular heart, right? And so people saw that. People saw that turn, uh, that pivot from him. And so he would hope that the Who's would kind of have his back in a situation where he was standing in front of a jury of his peers. Do you think that the Grinch is the type of guy to hire his own defense or is he, is he a public defender type of user? You know, that's, a, that's a great question. And I don't see uh, anybody uh, willingly doing it right. Like to where he would have to talk to somebody and pay for them to do it. I do see a public right. defender stepping in uh, one of those hard nosed, uh, who's that just has to kind of get his name out there and try to win a case and get it underneath his belt. But I do want before, before we get kind of uh, bogged down in the, in the sequel to how the Grinch stole Christmas. Uh, I do want to ask uh, a question about the initial title because it's the title of the, of the film of the movie TV show uh, and the book is how the Grinch stole Christmas. It's telling you how the Grinch stole Christmas 
it's not inquisitive, right? That's something where I think sometimes people can get hung up on is how did the Grinch steal Christmas? No, no, no. That's not the name of this. That's not what we're trying to figure out, though you do find that find out the answer to that question. It's the title is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, right? Uh, and like you said earlier, how the hell did the Grinch steal Christmas, right? What in the was the Grinch doing stealing Christmas, right? You have questions like that. Uh, of course, more mundane than the two that I just said. Right down that timestamp. Don't forget that one. But that is the, the premise of the story is right from the get-go, you know kind yeah. of the conflict of what's happening in Whoville. Is it is does it yeah. take place in Whoville, I believe? Yeah, it's probably the Whoville County or something because it includes the mountain out of town. But sure. What were some th- what were some things or some things that you think you would steal if you were the Grinch? Maybe putting yourself in his furry feet, his furry green, nasty, smelly feet. Uh, those things that you would maybe seek out trying to steal. I, I think that that's an interesting Man, question. I, it's hard to say because I because I did bring this up to talk about, but then I didn't think about it anymore. I just thought it'd be funny. Um, probably I I would probably steal like. Lo- like local county fairs. Okay, so you're thinking that the Grinch is still stealing things on wide, uh, broad levels. So it's how the Grinch stole Christmas, how the Grinch stole the local county fair, things like that. Like how the Grinch stole college football. Because how when the- I'm trying to go uptown to get to work and have to pass by like four police traffic blockades, I am willing to steal college football at that point because it's it's a real interruption and hassle on kind of my yeah. daily, you know. How the Grinch stole the Daytona 500. How the Grinch yes. stole the entire PGA Tour. Things like that. I, Whenever I posed the question, I was thinking of it more small scale. Like whenever he went down into Whoville, he stole particular items from people, yeah. most of them Christmas yeah, but we've seen that. What do you what do you what do you want to talk about? I like the you want to have a power ranking on the items that the Grinch stole. I mean, we've well, seen what he steals. If if he's as evil and gross and nasty and disgusting as the song that's you know based upon him solely uh, leads him to be, if I were the Grinch, I would be stealing credit card information. I would be mm-hmm. in it for the long haul. Uh, be wanting to possibly steal identities as well just to really create a long-term problem because stealing Christmas and then returning it, that's no big deal, right? But if you have a who down in Whoville struggling with the uh, the eternal battle of identity theft, I think that that is the the, the real big way to kind of stick it to the who's, right? If, if I'm trying to be the Grinch. Yeah, but I... I would I would argue that that also falls under the category of not necessarily Christmas. You could do that, you know. You could do that where the Grinch stole the Fourth of July, and you could very easily conduct identity theft during that stealing as well. Yeah, but who's to say that the Grinch isn't doing those sorts of things throughout the rest of the year? Because we only really see him during the holiday season, particularly probably a couple of weeks leading up to Christmas. So he's still, he's got 11 other months that he has to be doing things nefariously. And I believe identity theft and credit card fraud is something that he's kind of sticking his, his toes in from time to time. Could be. Yeah. Hey, what do you say we yeah. power rank the the Grinch movies? Is that, yeah. Is that fair to well, you? Let's, let's definitely do that. 
Now, this isn't going to be a long power ranking list because there aren't that many uh, Grinch movies, but there are more than there should be. Is that fair to say? There aren't that many, but there are way more Grinch-themed uh, uh, media properties than there should be. Way more? I think there are just more. Way more seems disingenuous because there's three. Total, okay. So. Well, let's go ahead and get into it then. Uh, no outside looking in, uh, unless you want to include the book, but we're kind of talking about TV shows, movies, uh, programs that you would watch on the, on the television. Uh, the first one that we have at number three is The Grinch, the 2018 remake, which I believe had, um, what's the guy's name? Benedict it's Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. He was the voice the of British the British guy. Right. So the, the Grinch was British in this 2018. Well, he wasn't British in the movie. Right. Uh, but in this 2018 remake, he was uh, from Illumination. So the same people that I think did Despicable Me and have done some other really bad uh, animated movies. Uh, Despicable they, Me is good. I, I said Despicable Me and some other bad ones. I I, I don't want to disparage Despicable let's, Me. Let's I don't keep them. Let's keep I don't clear. like the Minions standalone movies. Uh, if we're if we're being frank, what but were the Minions doing in the 1940s? Exactly. That's the question that everybody wants to know the answer to. But let's let's solve this question first. The Grinch, uh, the 2018 remake. What what was it necessarily needed? Was it necessarily something that people needed to have another uh, iteration of the Grinch story where this one definitely felt a little bit more watered down than the original stories that we had come to know and love. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty easily digestible for the children because if you've ever watched the original animated one, you know, there's some creepy crawly moments. You're like, Oh, that's unsettling. Right. And then the entire live action one is just, really unsettling in its entirety so they needed something that the kids could watch so this one is is you think more directed towards the youth and whenever i say that we're, we're talking probably under 10 right yeah yeah and i it, would say and it's more it's more cute it's more uh fluffy yeah, it's it's, safe. it's not it's safer yeah and that's and and that's totally makes sense for a movie that's coming out you know, post 2010, right? Where you don't want to offend anybody. Uh, you want to make sure that the, all, every demographic can enjoy it. And so that's what they tried to do with the 2018 Grinch. Now Western let's move on. Animation style. Right. Let's move on to number two on our list, which is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the live action version from two, the year 2000. So this is one that- come that out in 2000? Is that did. for real? Yes. Are you serious? They came I, out in the year 2000? Yes. Jim Carrey. No way. Jim Carrey played the Grinch in this in this film. Uh, it was all Holy live action, moly. so these are real I've people. I've got to look that up. These are real people in prosthetics and uh, costumes. The costume design, I believe, for the film won uh, just a plethora of awards because it is impressive. If you are sitting down and watching that movie, knowing that that was all kind of created, and all of those people are in costume. That's actually very impressive to me. I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same way whenever you whenever you turn it on and, and see Jim Carrey caked in Grinch makeup and costume. It's uh, well impressive. Sure, it is. It seems like a wasted effort because for as impressive as it is, I am physically ill uh, upon looking at their faces. 
their teeth, you know, things of this nature. The design of Whoville is like something out of a a dream where something's wrong, but you don't know exactly what it is. Oh well, don't hey, don't steal my thunder there because I'll I'll get to that in just a little bit. But yes, the the Grinch Jim Carrey version. I actually have come to love that version just because of Jim Carrey. He does such a good job, I believe, as the Grinch. I don't know who else could have uh, performed like true. he did. That is true. It was a it was a role that only felt right uh, for Jim Carrey to play it. Uh, I am. I agree with you. Some of the characters are kind of hard to look at. I also find it very odd that the children in the Grinch uh, or how the Grinch stole Christmas live action movie. They don't have any of like the nose prosthetic features. So like Cindy Lou Who just looks like a regular normal kid. And I think it was honestly just like the makeup department couldn't stand to do however many more children. And so they just had to find it illegal. Yeah, it was probably a legal issue. They said we legally can't put this stuff on a child. Because I know that uh, we were talking about a, a thing where we have read, we've been told that Jim Carrey went through some sort of interrogation training uh, of some sort in order to just prepare himself to be put into the Grinch uh, makeup every single day. It's true that I read that uh, somewhere, CIA interrogation, you know, torture. Because um, he'd know, have to sit still to... for hours to get this yeah. stuff put on. And uh, and his makeup, another thing I saw was that the guy that would apply the makeup because it was such a stressful job and because he was working with Jim Carrey, uh, he was he had to go to therapy because of that job, because of him applying the prosthetic makeup. He, he sought therapy because of that. Wow. Which is so, is funnier even than Jim Carrey himself needing CA torture training. I think that is that is interesting because he's just putting the makeup on. He's not it's but still. Quit. Hours upon hours of doing that. I don't know how many days in a row uh, for however long they did it. I could see where that could got, cause someone to go crazy. I do believe that Jim Carrey probably had it worse just because he had to sit there, have the makeup and prosthetics put on him, then go perform for however long and then get it all taken off. I feel like I would just if I were Jim Carrey, I would just want to sleep in it. Just let me stay in it. Let's get this movie done as fast as possible. Let's do a two week shoot. Just keep me in it. I'll sleep in it, eat in it, whatever. That way you don't have to take it on and off. I just feel like that would have been such a, a strenuous thing to, to go through. But yeah, that's not good. Like it's a it's a classic Christmas movie. And apparently people were struggling uh, just to prepare themselves for it. And yeah, it came out in 2000. So considering that, I didn't know that. I thought it was, I mean, that, I thought it was mid 2000s. But and the, and the visuals that it, that it uh, you know presents in the movie, not that bad. And Coming in at number one on the Grinch power rankings list, we've got the original 1966 cartoon version, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So yes, this sir. one, I don't, I don't know how anyone argues against this power ranking. Maybe there are some people that switch one and two, but but three, it's it's a, it's a fine movie, but it's got to be at three. It, it's not better than than the cartoon version or the live action version. And the Grinch Stole Christmas cartoon, I believe it's it's concise. It's probably like 30 to 45 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And so it kind of gets to the point, gets the job done. You get the gist of it and and you're on to the next Christmas movie that you're going to watch. Right. And I personally love it. Uh, the old school cartoon stuff. Really, if you think about it, a lot of Christmas stuff, whether it be music or the classic cartoons or movies that you watch, a lot of that is coming from the 50s and 60s and then we've just kind of repurposed it recreated it as we've gone on who owns but, the ip for all that i wonder who's I allowing the ip to get recycled every 
I mean, think about it. It's been it's it's about every twenty years or so, right? And it's it's a great question. Um, I don't know the answer to that, but I do want to pose a question to you: How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the cartoon? How does that make you feel? What whenever you watch it? Clearly, it's your favorite. So, so how does that make you feel when you watch it? There's some funny, interesting, you know, unsettling moments with this, with like the facial expressions, you know, uh, a yeah, couple the, different, a couple different scenarios there. Yeah, the, where he does the smiley thing, you know. Yeah, the the cartoon Grinch smiling gif is one that yeah. I've used plenty of times, and I think people know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, it just it feels homey. I don't know what it is about the cartoon. It's, it just, it's nostalgic because yeah, you have the book, and then and then that probably that animated that animated show was probably created shortly after, and uh, you know it sets the stage right. It paves the way. It's the pioneer for the mm-hmm. rest of the Grinch IP. The Grinch. You IP, have to pay. Yeah. yeah, you have to pay the due respect, appreciate it for what it is, without trying to you know overextend the boundaries of what the Grinch could be. Like and, eating glass bottles in a cave. Right. And the Grinch is charming. Okay. He's gross, but he's charming. I first want to go forward, but then I'm also going to go back. Right. So I do believe that the You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch song was developed solely for that cartoon special in 1966, which should lock it in as the number one on the power rankings. Right. Because if it produces that roast of a song, then it has to be at number one. But before we get to the song itself, and we're going to talk about it, I do want to talk briefly about, uh, you You mentioned something earlier, the, the live action movie being like a, a weird dream. Well, guess what? And this is 100% true. And I would love to get, you know, a just my email inbox to flood with people like me too, saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe you okay. said this. This has happened to me as well. I would say after I saw the live action remake, uh, and it was it was whenever I was young, maybe a little too young. We were talking about the that newest Grinch movie being more kid friendly. Um, I saw the live action Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, probably whenever I was around, I don't know, six, seven, maybe. I don't know for Yikes. sure. All I do that know, explains a lot. All I do know is that from age probably eight. Until 1415, every single year, like clockwork, I had a dream that I was, I would wake up and I was stuck up in the, the cave, the mountaintop cave that the Grinch lived in. And the Grinch was chasing me around his home, trying to murder me. And a real Grinch you just dreamed about. And I could not shake this dream it happened every single year around the exact same time. And it wasn't like I was thinking about it. Just all of a sudden, bam. It was like it was on the calendar, right? I would have this exact same dream. I would be terrified. And so it took away from my enjoyment of the movie, uh, of course, because I associated the movie with a horrible yeah. nightmare that I experienced on an annual basis. And so I don't it's know if, hilarious. Anybody, if any other Grinch dream nightmares uh, have, have, have been out there. But holy smokes, it was terrifying. And I know that this is kind of weird, but slowly I was able to realize that I was in the dream whenever I was having it. And so I would say probably the last two or three years, you know, I was in the dream. I woke up in the Grinch's cave, realized that I was having a dream. And I was like, okay, let's just go ahead and get this over with. Just kind of stood there, let the Grinch, (laughs) let the Grinch. And then I woke up. Right. So 
I, I believe that's that's some form of dr lucid dreaming, right? Where you can control things. And so I was like, all right, I've been to, the, I've seen this movie before. Let's just go ahead. I'm not going to run. Grinch, go ahead. Boom. And then I would wake up. It's unhinged. That is, is unhinged. Almost as unhinged as this. It's a song. real Grinch moment. That's yeah. a real Grinch moment. It really is. And it's almost as like unhinged as the song uh, that was written about the Grinch. And I believe the official title is You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, right? Would you would you back yeah. me up on that? Yeah, I think that's right. And why why was this song so mean, do you think? Probably because the Grinch is mean. Okay. And you've got a you got a whole sequence where the Grinch is doing mean things. Let's talk about how mean and terrible the Grinch is while he's being mean and terrible. Uh just a couple of the it's, lyrics uh, from the song that's that stand yeah. out. You're a mean one. Uh, you're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. Uh, you're a vile Classic. one. You've got termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Yep. You know, those those kinds of things. Uh, no. Probably the, the most ridiculous part is I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. Right? Can you visualize 39 and a half feet? That's a, that's a long ways away. To where the the singer or the narrator of the story is saying, I wouldn't get close to you, buddy, because you smell, because you're mean, because you're putrid, because that's you, 13 you have feet. bad teeth. Yeah. 13 feet of pole. Right. 39 and a half foot. Oh, never mind. So I was thinking inches. Feet, I was crunching, I was crunching the numbers. Plus 13 feet. Thir yeah, plus yeah, yeah. 13 feet. It's that's three. on me. That's on it's me. Three yeah. 13 foot poles. I was trying to think yards. I was thinking yards, three feet to a yards. But just hearing things like that, it, it kind of takes you back, right? Because you're like, oh my gosh, like the Grinch must have been a pretty bad guy for the singer of that song to say some of those things. And I know that you came to me with an idea to do a parody of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. That's still on the table, right? But I hope. You know, he's been saying that. You, listener, if you can convince him, I'd love to make a Grinch parody song because I think it'd be funny. I think it'd be a little, I think it'd be a little lucrative business-wise. And you know what? I he's think, always saying, we'll do trouble. this, we'll do that. I don't think he's doing it. I think we'd have trouble making money off of something that we don't own the rights to. But I, I do see your point. You're saying it could maybe garner some attention. It's free use. If they can make a Benedict Cumberbatch 2018 remake, we can make a parody of the song, all right? Well, it's funny that you say that because I wanted to kind of test out some ideas uh, for the premise of a parody if we were to make one. And if you feel like one of these has a chance to maybe carry an entire song, then then I'll explore doing it. So uh, let's see how many I've got here. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different uh just the first hey, line. Just the first is line. One of them is one of them the one that I that I sent you. Possibly, but one of what I'm going to do is just go through. I'm going to sing how the original singer would would uh, of the song would would go through this first line, and I just want you to give me a little bit of feedback on each one because we don't have a ton of time. Uh, but I'll put the music the into movies. it uh, after yeah. in post, and I think it'll sound good. So I'll give you the premise of each song, and then give you the first line. So the first one that we've got here is uh, the Grinch if he bet his entire life savings on black at the casino. You're an asshole, Mr. Grinch. You've gone and lost it all. 
what do you think about that one? I think, uh, well, really, if it's the Grinch's own life savings, he can't be that bad. He can't, you know, you're talking about, oh, he's this, he's that. He lost it all. But he lost, you know, he didn't lose somebody else's life savings. Okay. I am curious how this is going to line up in post when you put the music in, how, you know, closely aligned to the music. Your voice I, I'm going to try, I'm going to try my best to, to get it to link up here. But uh, the next one, good luck the, with that. The next one that we have is the Grinch. If he had just cut you off and made you miss a green light. So you get stuck at a stoplight because the Grinch merged into your lane, perhaps, uh, and, and didn't, you didn't ask him to merge. You're a bastard, Mr. Grinch. You think you own the road. What do you think? About I like that? that one a lot. And the best thing about that one is it's pretty relatable. Most people can relate to some traffic range. Okay. And that's great. Uh, moving right along. Uh, cause just cause we got to get through these and see which one we like best before we do a whole parody around it. Uh, this one is the Grinch. If he tipped every time the restaurant worker turned their iPad cash register around. So, you know how people are, you buy a coffee, they turn the iPad around and you're, you're usually just like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll leave a tip. This is that kind of Grinch. He gets caught doing that. You're so stupid, Mr. Grinch. You fell right into the trap. Also relatable, just like okay. the last one. People can people can relate to that. I like that one a lot. This Hate one is the iPad thing. This is the Grinch if he had a kid and was never a part of its life. <laughs> You're a deadbeat, Mr. Grinch. You're incapable of love. Wow, that one, I bet that one cut, that one's cutting deep. If he's hearing that one, he's doing some reflecting, I think. That one's a little harsh, I think. This one is the Grinch if he abandoned his country music career to become a pop star like Taylor Swift. What? You're a sellout, Mr. Grinch. You have no backbone at all. Not bad. I don't, it's, uh, yeah, I feel we're kind of off base on the foundation of the Grinch. That's not such a, this one, that's is, not like a innately bad thing. This one is if the Grinch believed that most property belonged to the government. You're a commie, Mr. Grinch. You must like Karl Marx. Wow, that, that one's a little. That's on as the political nose, right? as Ay and 2K has ever gotten, and it's well, a, on a Grinch episode. Speaking I of, I could not have guessed that. Speaking of, this is the Grinch if he was running for office in the Democratic Party, and his Republican candidate uh, running against him created a slander campaign. You're a liberal, Mr. Grinch. You are simply out of touch. That sounds, it does sound like a, a, a modern day politician, something they would do. Okay. I hate to say it, it's true. And now we, we are at our last one. Um, and then I'll let you tell me which one you feel like would be the best out of all of those to go with. And then we'll have to wrap things up. But this is the Grinch if he was included in the unreleased, never to see the light of day, all you need to know holiday Christmas parody album, Cocaine Christmas. <laughs> yeah. What? You're a cokehead, Mr. Grinch. You've really lost control. And that one's true. And simply 
because it has any sort of uh, relation to the AY2K's Cooking Christmas album, that one is my favorite because that has always been a dream of mine um, to hear that. So big ups to Cooking Christmas. There are definitely a couple there that have the legs that we kind of need uh, to create an entire parody around. Uh, maybe we'll have some people uh, on social media or email reach out and say, hey, I really liked this one. By the way, I actually took some time to go ahead and write out the rest of it. Uh, if that were to happen, that would be, of course, very generous, but very helpful uh, in our pursuit of a possible yeah. Grinch parody. And it needs to happen sooner rather than later, of course, with Christmas coming up. But that's going to do it for get this episode. Yes, we'll get on it if it works out. But that's going to do it for this episode of All You Need to Know. We talked about the Grinch. We gave some possible alternatives to the famous roasting song uh, of, you know, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. And I was very happy with, with how that went. But we don't have any more time. We're going to have to wrap it up here. So my name is Quinn Eaton. I'm Isaac Bear. And this has been All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.